The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including Gate Global Impact, Seed Equity Ventures, and Patch of Land. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. I'm a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. And today's guest is Pegin Echevarria. She's the CEO and founder of Team Pegin. She's a speaker that is really, truly at the top of her game, at the top of her industry. She's uh, a CSP, a certified speaking professional with the National Speakers Association, a Hall of Fame speaker, amazing woman. Pegin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Devin. I'm so excited to be here. You know, anything that we can do together is always a fabulous moment. Thank you. Thank you. Peggy, you really, uh, one of the things that I admire most about you is, is despite all of your success, what I find is that you are constantly working and you are working hard. And I, I've been able to observe that, you know, in this day and age, we can see each other kind of on social media and, and you're always going and, and you're working hard. And so I think some people in the world uh, assume that your success is is purely related to your incredible talent, which is obvious. But But I think it goes deeper than that, don't you? Oh, it goes so much deeper. You know, I think that that talent is a part of it for sure, but, but it's this little small part. It's tenacity, persistence, vision, and sometimes I will say that it's the stupidity of not knowing I should just give up. I should I, I should stop. Because, and I think that's the true of every woman and every Latina and every business person, that, man, when you are determined to serve your clients, when you are determined that you are placed on this earth to do what you do, to design, to innovate, to create, there's a level of such passion and determination that comes forth. And truly, truly stupidity. Because, and I say that because there are times, logically, you should say, yeah, I'm out. But this part that's like a piece of fire doesn't stop. And I will be sharing with you why pirate ships and me are really important because it comes to, it's about this, exactly what we're talking about. Fantastic. Peggy, you gave me uh, three great tips in our pre-interview. And your, your first tip was about the importance of exuding confidence and credibility everywhere all the time. Why is that so important? Because people read, read your body, read your message, believe you. People, people believe what you present. And if you don't exude that confidence, the sense of you know how to do this, the clarity that even if you don't know, and and since we're talking a lot about women and Latinas, a lot of times 
we have to have proof that we know how to do what we do. The truth of the matter is, if you're moving forward, if you're going forward, you have to have absolute confidence, commitment, and trust yourself that you will figure out how to do this. You will figure out who you need to know, what questions to ask. And so by far, this is all about you being confident. And when I'm working, so my clients hire a lot of, hire me oftentimes to help women, Latinos, people, women, multicultural military to exude the confidence, to be able to commit, commit to who they are and connect with the others around them. Because Devin, that is one of the biggest things about confidence. Confidence isn't about, I need to be braggadocious about what I've done. Confidence is knowing that I know what I know. I trust what I know. I know that I will figure out a way and you must be in my world so that we can have a community of discussion. And when I, that's really what this is all about. Peggy, I want you to go back in time and I want you to remember before you were successful, how did you summon that chutzpah that, uh, how did you exude confidence at a point when maybe you didn't have any? <laughs> that's a great question. So some, a lot, a lot of the people watching just don't know who I am. And so I came back here, hit the violin with the hard story, you know, the single mom, the alcoholic dad that invite that deserted us. My sister was a heroin addict and a local prostitute. I got involved with a gang when I was a young and while that was happening in one part of my world, there was another part of my world where my mom did not want me to, to kind of get lost the way my sister did. So she got me involved with Girl Scouts. And I was one of three in a special project for high-risk girls with Girl Scouts. And my Girl Scout leader was not your typical Girl Scout leader. No cookies, no arts and crafts. She was actually a single woman at Wall Street. And she would take this ragtag group of three of us downtown in New York City to Wall Street and would stop. If you were walking, like Devin, if you were walking in your Wall Street getup, she would stop you and say, stop, talk to these girls. What do they do? What went on? And we would be mortified that she would stop and ask these questions of these people. But what she taught us was it, you can just ask and you can be out there. So at 17, I was on the corner and I was with Tex and Peanuts and Rats. Yeah, and Peanuts and Rats were the girls. And I said that there had to be something more for me. This couldn't be my life. And it was the first time that I really trusted myself that I could make do something. And I said goodbye to everybody. And I decided that I was going to go to Europe to live. And at 17 and a half, I was in a plane to Spain and that quickly lost all my money because that's what happens. And I had to find work, but nobody would hire a seven. At that point I was 18. Nobody would hire me. I couldn't even really speak Spanish. Um, my mom had been a school teacher and a nursery school teacher. And you ask about where did I get confidence? When you have no money, when you don't know how are you going to pay 
for your food or for your rent or for anything. And you know from your life experience that you know how to smile at people, you know how to make people happy, you figure out a way to get through. And I did. I went through tons of interviews on nursery schools. Nobody wanted to hire me. I came up with the idea of why not start the first bilingual nursery school in Madrid. No clue how I was going to do that. (laughs) Um, Went to an interview with somebody and I did my, hello, I have an idea. Do you know anybody that would want to invest in that? I had no idea what I was talking about. I didn't, not clue, clueless. And Pedro Bautista, this woman knew this guy, Pedro, and Pedro was looking for an investment opportunity. He met me, and I clearly knew how to dance the dance to get them to believe in me. I just needed to eat. I just needed to survive. I just needed to do this, to do something. And, And that is always what I'm about. I know, I know that I can produce results for my clients. I do it. I achieve it. And then I push a little bit more. I push a little bit more. Um, so that's how I do it. Fantastic. Now, uh, your second tip was to be in control of your time and money. Mm. Talk about that. So we all have the same amount of time. We all 24 hours. And what do we do in those 24 hours? And for me, it's, it's not to be frenetic, but to be smart. So it's to be able to look at what is it that we want to achieve during the day. And for me, it's very, I am, I am scheduled, but I have tons of flexibility in my day. So I always wake up very early in the morning. I do some reading, journaling, uh, taking ownership of my time. And there are times when people want to take my time. You know, they want to call up or they want to do, I escape. I will take my, you will see me take my journals, my reading materials, and I'll pack them all up in my arms and I'll go escape into another room or I'll go in the car and I'll drive because my thinking time is critically important to the success of what we do, to my own personal health, to my own sanity. Um, I, I had gotten very ill in younger because I was running like the chicken, you know, running, 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 running. And that does not help you be strategic. It doesn't help you create systems. It doesn't help you be successful in what you want to do. You get caught up in everybody else's drama. So that's number one. Number two, within that time and treasure is, you know that I created something called a shark tank. I got ticked. I got tick, 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 tick. Because when you start making money, people start coming with you buy this, do this, do that. And I don't have the time. So why should I go out to different banks to try to find out what they have for me? They are salespeople. I would never expect me as a salesperson to sit and wait for you to give me a call. Yes, give me a call and I'll kind of tell you. No, you're going to come and you're going to pitch to me. And I, so I created the Shark Shark Tank for bankers and accountants for all our services. So I take a day. My staff invites 15, well, that's six different banks in this particular case to come and pitch us 
this is what our needs were. This is what our company is. This is what we do. You have a 20 minute pitch fest to tell us why we should do banking with you. And I will have my advisors with me. So I had my chief financial officer, my chief salesperson, my HR, my uh, chief of operations and myself, because we each look at the money in a different way, a, a different like just you, you know, you as a chief financial officer want money in one way, but your chief salesperson wants to have money and access a different way, and your fleet officers want to dip in a different way. And I don't know the needs that you all have, but I know that you're protecting my butt. So we each had cards, and they would come in and they would pitch. And let me tell you something: it was fascinating because we had a couple of people that had reached out to us, and they sent their people, and they just treated me like I was nothing well you're not getting my business then we had other people that shared so many services that as a business owner you would never ever have known you would never know of the integra integration of services you would never know that it was important to us to have somebody in washington and how that works together we found all of that by doing the shark tank because if you walk into the bank or if you walk into any business center, they don't tell you everything. But when they have to come to you and work for our business, they bring everything with them. And if I'm working my butt off, you better be working off your butt off of my business. So that's my tip of the day. Great, great tip. Now, your last tip was to stay steady. Tell us about staying steady. Uh let me show steady is steady is for me what this pirate ship is steady is you know your vision your mission you know where you're headed to you know where you're going to go you go with your ship and you're going to go that way but stuff happens in business it just happens you might be thinking you're going to go to africa and you're headed in that direction, but man, the hurricane is going to come. Your ship is going to get tossed around. It's going to go like this and around. And I decided a long time ago that I was the captain of my ship. I was a pirate captain. I steal people's limitations. It is what I do. So I might be going this, but a hurricane is going to come down. Ooh, I might go down. But, you know, I always look at like the, the, uh, that movie with the pirates of the Caribbean and, um, Johnny Depp's character, I know that I'll stay steady on my mission. Now, I may be floundering. Oh, my God. Can you see this? Oh, my gosh. But I'm going to hold on, and I'm going to have grog, and I'm going to say, yo, ho, ho, I'm going. I'm moving. I'm keeping it because I don't give up. I'm never going to give up. I'm going to stay steady. And it's really interesting because everybody wants to give you advice. They want to say, well, you should do this in your business. Well, you should do that in your business. When I created the program, you know, I designed the program, White Guys Are Diverse Too. So when I created that program, everybody told me, I'm every, you're crazy. You can't say that. No, you can't. I'm an inclusionist. I believe that we are all have these magnificent, diverse perspectives and ideas. And each one of us is brilliant and unique. And so I, if I, it's okay for me to say Latinas are diverse, if it's okay for me to say blacks are diverse, if it's okay for me to say women are diverse, then darn it, it's good enough for me to say that white guys are diverse too. But we all have to know 
our own magnificence. We all have to know it, use it to build connections, use it to build leverage. And so for me to stay steady, it's keeping that going on all the time. I stay steady with toys. So there's my, can you see my little gem? Yes. It reminds me that everybody is a gem and everybody is valuable. This is why, where my ship goes to. My ship goes to find the diamonds. Yes, I play toys at (laughs) my business. It keeps me sane. But I think it helps you understand. So my ship is going to discover diamonds. We're going to go. That's what we do for our governments. That's what we do for our corporations. That's when we're doing, we do situational training exercises with role players. And we do it for the military and corporations and people who want to engage women. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to stay steady. And that's that's what we have to do is, Stay steady. Trust your gut. Peggy, and you are really a role model to a lot of people. Who do you look up to as a role model? So there's a couple of people that I always look towards. And it's there are tons. First off, there's tons of people, right? But there are certain people that have touched my heart in very deep ways and keep me going. Um, three are in my, my mastermind group. So one is, her name is Anna Brochet. She's, uh, she's the first, the youngest managing partner of an accounting firm. She's also the first Filipino and the highest ranking Filipino uh, politician. She's one city council and she's moving into other areas. I know it. But she and I talk all the time and we stay very steady. We know where our center is. The second is Susan Rima Rizwick, which you or may or may, or may not know. But Susan um, has a a family foundation. She's an expert in family, large family businesses, in building um, systems for future generations of how to serve the community. She'd be great for your your program, by the way. But she's also taken her money and invested in foundations for girls and women to thrive and succeed. She's the chairperson of Voices of Florida. She's always giving... and when she should be retiring, according to everybody in the world, she came to me and said, I need to be on corporate boards because I have everything that they need and they need women on corporate boards. There is no reason she needed to do that. And she is on two global corporate boards. But she, when everybody else was stepping back, she needed to step in. And then the third is Ansabog. And Anne is a wellness, she runs an amazing company to give wellness support to people within companies. And when you hear her story and her passion about how people's lives are changed because of the work she does, that's what social entrepreneurship does. It changes lives. So those three women, one make me recognize that sometimes you don't need big fame and fortune to be influential. You just need to stay steady and be confident. Two, they've taught me, oftentimes they've held up the mirror because I I can see myself as not, I don't see sometimes what other people see. So they hold the mirror and they remind me, okay, you got this, you're good, go for it. And then I think that the, the biggest thing about that is that we all are playing a role in this world. And it's important for us to move forward. And whether you're a Latina, whether you're a woman, whether you're a guy, 
we have, I love when you say your mark on the world. The people that inspire me are people like you who are, who are saying we can do this. We can be fully engaged with what we do to succeed and do business because it's not just a nice thing to do. It's great business. You make money doing good. Well, thank you, Peggy. I wonder, Peggy, as you think about entrepreneurship, uh, you really are an outspoken advocate for women. And I wonder why it is that you care about that. And I understand women are important. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I get that. You don't need to convince me that women are important. But, but I, what I'm wondering is why you feel a need to be an advocate. Why, why you personally, what's your personal connection to advocating for women as entrepreneurs? That's a great, great question. So it's just has always been in my DNA to first I've always been aside from opening the nursery schools in business I was the always the only female I went from from receptionist to president to national sales manager then president of the company and I was always the only female but here's the thing that's fascinating why I think it's incredibly important for for our world's work is when we have a lot of people with different perspectives and experiences. The ideas and the clarity of service grow exponentially. So that if you only have one, if you have a, a I'm sorry, if you have a bunch of guys together, they have no idea what it's like to, to wear certain heels or put on spanks or to, to, wake up in the middle of the night and because you hear a cry and you still have to have a business meeting. I mean, there are some guys that are doing that, but really over time, that's not there. So how do you look at that from a product base? I always talk about like with cars, man, if there were only women driving cars, we would have pulley systems in the car to send the bottles in the back where the kids are rather than doing this. Yeah. You know? So, so women can bring different ideas from living their life that actually can make money. If we're looking at funding sources. The managers of most homes have been females. Well, now women are professionals. We're working. We're standing at the highest level. Let me share something with you, why I get passionate about this. We know research, 20, 30 years of research have proved that when women are senior leaders, when women are board of directors, that combination, profits increase for business. We know that for sure. We know that women um, being put on board does that. But here's a fashion, fascinating statistics. Universities will not tenure economic women who are economic professors. I put up today on Twitter. So they're unconscious that they're choosing men and men and men and men and men. Yet the women are the ones that are making the money. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And so I'm going to advocate for that. I'm going to say you've got to have both sides, you know, a yin and a yang. You've got to have both sides sitting at the table. And it isn't good enough to just have one. It isn't good enough to have two when 52% of the population is female. Duh. I mean, that's just marketing 101, right? Then we go into the whole bigger piece. And here's one of the things, Devin, that's, that we're not talking about organizationally, we're not talking about strategically. Most organizations are created with a process of how we're moving people up rank. 
The process includes that they need college degrees. That was created within structures long ago, but 60% of all college graduates are now women. We have more women graduating from, from law schools, medical schools, MBAs, all across the board. The problem is that when they go into organizations, organizations from up here have had the strategy of a perspective that worked for men who had BAs. It was not looked at strategically and organizationally about what do women need who have MBAs and BAs. That's the growing piece. You combine that with what's called the silver tsunami, which is all the people, the retirees are, that are living, leaving, the primarily men in, in middle and senior management who are in droves leaving huge issue with organizations. Well, we have, I'm going to be advocating it because this is our world, not ours as a female, but yours and mine. This is our world. And it is critical that we help and guide and provide the situations for women to move up a rank, for women of color to move up a rank. And that's why I work with the companies that we do. We, Yeah, I get passionate about it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Peggy, we're running out of time, but tell me uh, quickly before you go, how do people get in touch with you? How do they learn more about you? Great. So here are two ways. First, I want you to go to my websites. WW, can you see that? Yes. TeamPegin.com. That's where we engage, market, and reach women and multicultural leaders. Pegin.com is my speaking website. And you can always, I'm all over social media, babies. I'm all my friends here. So here's how you go. Go to Pegin Power on Facebook. Pegin Motivate You on Twitter. Check me out on YouTube at, at Pegin. And then finally, LinkedIn, check me out and, and, and connect. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, use my email at pegin at teampegin.com. I am absolutely here. I am passionately here to serve our global world, to engage, market, reach women, multicultural military leaders to make a difference in this world. Well, Peggy, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate you, and we wish you every success in making a difference around the world. Well, Devin, you are magnificent. And if all of you haven't followed Devin and seen the work that he does on social entrepreneurship and investing, it would be in your highest, best interest to follow Devin everywhere. <laughs> Thanks, Peggy. Let's do some good. At the intersection of financial services and social media, Gate Global Impact, GGI, uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Seed Equity Ventures is a registered broker-dealer with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and a member of both FINRA and SIPC providing investment banking services to startups globally. Seed Equity's mission is to find the best and brightest entrepreneurs and connect them with global investors. Patch of Land is the leader in real estate crowdfunding with a mission to provide real estate entrepreneurs with easy access to capital from thousands of investors who want to invest in the revitalization of American neighborhoods. Patch of Land is building wealth and growing communities. 
Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.